Hey, I'm Zanzi, and welcome to Farmers Inside Track, episode 182, powered by CropLife SA. I'm your host, Dawn Umdu. Now, if you're a crop farmer in Mzanzi, understanding pest management principles and the importance of responsible pest control cannot be ignored. All farmers should assume greater stewardship by finding new, innovative and sustainable ways to protect their crops from insects, diseases and weeds. And our brand new campaign with CropLife SA is specifically geared towards this. Over the next few months, Food for Mzanzi commercial journalist Octavius Pandil will be joined by a number of experts to better understand the importance of responsible pest control in terms of integrated pest management. And this week, we chat to Chantal Arendser, plant biotechnology lead at CropLife SA. Over to you, Octavia. Chantal, thank you so much for joining me. Can you tell us what is plant biotechnology and how it can be a game changer for developing farmers? Thank you, Octavia. I think before we can explain what plant biotechnology is, we need to understand that since the beginning of agriculture, farmers have always been selecting for new and improved characteristics and traits in our plants and food crops for better yields, for plants that are more nutritious and better tasting. So selecting for improved crops is not something new, but as the breeding process has evolved, the tools that are available have also, you know, evolved. And so plant biotechnology is just a continuation of this breeding process. And it uses a collection of more advanced genetic tools that enable plant breeders to link a specific gene to a specific trait and introduce this directly into plants in a faster and more efficient and more precise manner. The outcomes or products resulting from this process is what we call genetically modified crops or plants. And maybe I can just add that the most widely known example of GM crops developed with these plant biotechnology tools are insect-resistant crops. You may have heard of Bt crops, which is essentially just a crop that produces an insecticidal protein from a soil bacterium. And the expression of this insecticidal protein gives these crops built-in protection against targeted pests. But of course, there are many other examples as well, such as IT crops that have been enhanced with traits for herbicide tolerance or drought tolerance as well. And there are many more in the pipeline to help farmers face up to the challenges in agriculture. As you know, we've got adverse climate conditions, we have drought and all of that. So these are all the tools I think that farmers will have available to them to help them better withstand the the conditions that they face. The second part of your question was, how is this a game changer for developing farmers? I would say that globally, farmers have been planting biotech crops with these improvements such as insect resistance and herbicide tolerance for almost 30 years. And due to the superior performance of these crops, it has meant that more benefits have been passed on to farmers. And these benefits have included farmers having better flexible weed management practices, being better able to control targeted pests, and even reduce the use of pesticides. Now, these benefits have not only been restricted or limited to commercial farmers, but to smallholder farmers as well, and allowed them to improve their yields, their livelihoods, given them more flexibility in terms of on-farm management, and also encourage the use of more sustainable agricultural practices. 
in essence, I would say is the game changer for developing farmers. You also mentioned specifically the tools that are advanced right now. What would you say are the differences between bioengineered crops and genetically modified crops? Maybe I just need to point out that understandably, the terminology can be very confusing. And so depending on where in the world you are, various countries have different preferences for the terminology that they use to describe the products resulting from biotech applications. So in South Africa, we refer to GMOs or genetically modified crops as this is prescribed in our legislation. However, in countries like the U.S., they typically refer to GMOs as bioengineered or genetically engineered products. So with the terminologies, GMOs or bioengineered or biotech crops or transgenic crops, these are all synonyms for different tools that are used to produce essentially a GMO crop. And that being, you know, a plant or a crop that's had its genetic material altered with the introduction of a specific gene that expresses a beneficial trait in the plant. And those beneficial traits could include, as I mentioned before, insect resistance, drought tolerance, disease resistance. The terminology might be a little bit different, but, you know, they refer to all the same tools. And these tools are used in a complementary manner to introduce these genetic improvements into our crops. That's an amazing fact to know, just to be able to understand the differences and knowing when you are in a different country, you are basically talking the same language. Our farmers being held back by poor quality seeds. Well, within our current global context, the inputs required for farming are becoming increasingly more expensive. And if farmers are going to make those investments, you know, it's important that they include the use of good quality seed to help them improve the prospects for good yields and safe and healthy crops. Yes, developing farmers, not only in South Africa, but also across the continent are especially known for saving and replanting their seed every year. However, you know, over time, the quality of seed using this practice declines. Its potential to deliver a good harvest, you know, also declines. So it's important that farmers carefully consider seed quality when they make these investments and so that all the efforts and use of resources don't go to waste. Is it a capital intensive process? Is it safe? What is your advice around this? I think that we are hearing so much about what biotechnology is and the advancements, including the tools, but how capital intensive is the process and is it safe? Well, I would maybe just start off by saying that each year, millions of farmers around the world plant biotech crops for higher yields, for improved crop quality and the ability to use sustainable farming practice. However, you know, bringing these new innovative traits and tools to farmers requires tremendous investment of time and resources. So just in terms of time and money, delivering a new biotech trade to market requires on average an investment of 115 million US dollars. You know, this is quite a substantial amount of money. And this is over the last 10 years. This is the amount. But this amount has gone down. But just the time it takes to bring those new innovative traits into the hands of farmers, that is in actual fact gone up from 13 years to 16 years. And the reason for this is that the majority of the time that it takes to get these new traits approved and into the hands of farmers is because of regulatory bottlenecks. So it takes a while to meet those regulatory requirements of the different governments. And so that's in terms of having that access and giving those tools to farmers. 
And for farmers, yes, you know, the initial input costs of planting biotech seed is higher, but these costs are offset by the benefits. And these benefits includes giving farmers the better yields and also having better and more flexible management practices. Because with herbicide tolerant traits, they are able to practice no-till farming. You know, so weed management is better and it gives them more time to do other things on the farm. In terms of insect resistant traits, farmers are able to use less pesticide applications. So there the costs are offset against the less or reduced use of pesticides. So it is a trade-off between paying a little bit extra for good quality seed and the benefits that come with that. The second part of your question was, are biotech crops safe for human consumption? And in answer to that, the health and the safety of GMOs have been verified by many independent scientists and organizations around the world, including the World Health Organization, uh, several food safety authorities, and all the different country governments where these GM crops are approved for cultivation and food and feed. In all of these instances, these agencies have concluded that GMOs are safe. Also, just to note that GM foods are one of the most stringently regulated foods available today. And I would say in the past 20 to 25 years of GM crop cultivation and safe consumption, there has never been a food safety incident or a rejection of an approval due to a food safety concern. Thank you so much. And finally, what is your advice to farmers who are hesitant about plant biotechnology? I would simply say that education is key. Ask questions, ask even more questions and get the right information, whether it is from your seed supplier, whether it is extension services or your farmer information days. Make sure that you have all the information you need so that they are equipped to make an informed decision about whether biotech seed is the right choice for their farm and to help them deal with the challenges they face. Just to add to that, that is why you know, at CropLife South Africa, we are looking to get more involved in advocacy at the farmer level to ensure that there is knowledge transfer and understanding of how biotechnologies work, what traits are available, and to make farmers aware of all the tools available to them. We encourage farmers to get that information and to help them make the right choice for their farm. Thanks, Octavia. And it was absolutely great having you share your insights here with us on Farmers Inside Track. That's Chantal Orenser, Plant Biotechnology Lead at CropLife SA. And that's a wrap from me, Dawn Numdu, Octavia Spandil, our producer Megan van der Vent, and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team have an absolutely amazing week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.